Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. Lots of football, lots of college football on the docket tonight. Talking about IU, Notre Dame coming up in this hour. Talk about the Colts a little bit later on tonight. Colts and the Texans tomorrow. Plus, Paul Condor and I will talk about high school football. Right now, though, the star of the show is here. We're glad. The star with every bit of information you could possibly want. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, you are the man, and let's start with those Indianapolis Colts who take on the Houston Texans in the Lone Star State tomorrow afternoon. It's a 1 o'clock kickoff, game number two in the National Football League for Anthony Richardson, and the same at least expected for C.J. Stroud. That's the second overall pick, Stroud, out of Ohio State against Florida's own Anthony Richardson, the fourth overall selection. It's only the seventh time since 1950 that two rookie starting quarterbacks drafted in the top five that same year are going to go at each other in a season so very special indeed and anthony richardson says there's a relationship between the two i love cj uh, i've known him since high school you know we went to a few camps together been through college together you know talk a lot so whenever i see him i always tell him that he's a goat you know he's a baller but you know we look i'm looking forward to playing against him playing against their team but yeah he's definitely a dog he's a baller now, after the Colts lost week one to the Jacksonville Jaguars, you heard Greg Rakestrong coach talk about it, that Richardson may be a little bit shaken up towards the end of the game. Head coach Shane Steichen on what Richardson must do in week two of his career. I think it's just eliminating the big hits. You know, I mean, there's a certain situation, obviously the fourth and five when we got down in there, like he had to go get it there. But just like other times when you can get out of bounds, get out of bounds and be smart, you know. There's a time and place for it, but just got to be smart. It's a long season uh, to take care of your body. Let's go to some college football Purdue with a five-yard touchdown run from Hudson Card is within seven against Syracuse that's 21-14 the orange on top of the Boilermakers and right now that game is going to the fourth quarter number nine Notre Dame rallied over Central Michigan today 41-17 Sam Hartman terrific three touchdown passes plus a rushing touchdown score he had 330 yards through the air Audric Estime fantastic again 20 carries 176 six yards plus a touchdown Louisville by a touchdown over Indiana today at Lucas Oil Stadium 21-14 that's Jeff Brom beating Tom Allen IU is one and two now all 14 of their points came in the third quarter Taven Jackson starting QB 24-34 299 yards he had both a touchdown pass and an interception Ball State exploded against Indiana State 45-7 Marquez Cooper the running back from Ball State 22 carries 177 yards plus a touchdown to some small college football Dayton beat Taylor 52-20 it was Marion over Oval Olivet Nazarene out of Illinois 45-14 UND defeated Wayne State 28-7 there you go Nathaniel Finch Butler over Wabash 47-21 it was trying blasting Franklin in a high scoring game 58-43 Hanover took down Olivet 67-17 DePaul shut out Hiram 49 zip it was Albion 48 rose home in 19 and oma beats anderson 60 to 14 today 
Over to some Major League Baseball. The Chicago Cubs are five and a half games back in the NL Central, but they lead the final wild card spot in the National League by a game and a half over the Marlins, the Reds, and the Diamondbacks. The Cubs in the desert. It's been a struggle as of late, tied with the Diamondbacks at 3-0 currently as the Cubs look to rally in Arizona. There was some high school football played today on a Saturday afternoon. These were the scores that rolled in. It was Elwood by a 10-piece over Blackford 22-12. Gary West put up 72 and hammered Whiting 72-27. It was Madison Grant 43, Oak Hill 19. Mississippi no problem with Franklin 35-6 and Munster blanked East Chicago Central. That was a final of 55 to nothing. Minor League Baseball, the Indianapolis Indians fall at the hands of the Omaha Storm Chasers 9-2. Congrats on a great season, by the way, to the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, losing two of three games in the Midwest League postseason to the Great Lakes Loons. Good for John Nolan and Mike Ma's great year. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is year number 30 of Indiana Sports Talk. Brendan King in, doing the scores. How old are you, Brendan King? You're 32? Ooh. Ooh, that hurt. That one hurts now, uh, Coach. How old are you? I turned 29 in November. 29. All right, so again, you were you were not born uh, before the show started. That's right. That's right. Good. Good. Lord. I was I was you, a late you, uh, I was a late 1994 yeah. baby. Yeah. You, you, you and everybody else who works on the show. <laughs> well, hold on. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I'm well, ab- I'm about I as you know what? No, no, no. I, I'm I about as, deep, I'm closer frankly. than most. I, I'm probably the well, closest of true. anybody that works on Why the show. Why did I think you were 32? I don't know. I'm a little offended. I'm not going to lie. That that oh, one that's a little you. that's a bit of a gut punch. I'm not going to lie. So. Well, I take it all back. Thank you. Uh, I am not. Uh, I'm not young. I think everyone. I mean, do the math. If a guy's done a radio show for 30 years, so you know, and and he had a a, a 21 year college basketball coaching career, you can start to do the math for it's those who are trying to figure it out. It's easy. I'm 72. I'll be 73 in March. So, I mean, I have no, I have no problem telling people how old I'm. It doesn't matter because I look it. I'm, I'm, I'm certain that I've never acted it, so I, I don't care about that. But that's, that's how it goes. All right, tell me about your Notre Dame Irish today. Got a double. We're going to talk to Dr. Lynn Clark uh, yeah. coming up um, in the 10 o'clock hour. But they get a win. They're pretty impressive. Their quarterback, man, oh, man, this guy's having a great year to begin with. Well, and he has. And I think for the first time in a while at Notre Dame, there were those kind of expectations for a quarterback. I right. don't think necessarily that was the case, Coach, with a Jack Cohn. You know, when I was in high school and the Irish got Everett Golson and he transferred in and took the Irish to that national championship against Alabama, there were definitely expectations. I mean, there were always Ian Book expectations, but Ian Book was about as sure of a thing as you can get. And but there was right. sort of there was sort of a ceiling for Ian Book. You know, Sam Hartman's a guy that I thought Ian Book had a little bit of everything imagine just a little <laughs> bit more right and that's right. what sam hartman has brought to the right. table so Sam's far pretty this year. good he's yeah. a pretty good quarterback so I, again accuracy is uncanny yeah yeah right and, now. And, but here's the thing it's all and look coach you know this south bend's a town where it's all going to come down to what happens both next week against clemson and then the usc game as simple as that right you know you right. could you could beat central michigan every day of the week 
And you know, coach, and you should, yeah, and you should, yeah. But a, a town like that, and listen, all these small towns that have power college football teams, you know, Ann Arbor, mm-hmm. Michigan's the same way. You can win over Central Michigan. You can win against Tennessee State every single week. But it's all going to come down to, and quite frankly, people are only going to remember what you do next week against Ohio State, what you do a little bit later on in the season against Clemson, and then what happens against USC. That's just the nature of the game. And I think people um, are unrealistic in terms of their expectations. That's why they're fans. They're they're not supposed to be realistic, but – uh, trying to understand the uh, the nuances of college football now uh, with conference realignment, uh, NIL, uh, all of the other things. It's hard enough to win on a normal situation, but now you have to factor in these kinds of things. Uh, and it's just... Um, it's just difficult for people to understand why the Irish don't do what they do. You know, they're you know, trying to play in a, an era of uh, mega conferences now, and they, they, they ferociously defend the idea of being an independent. Right. And um, maybe to their detriment, I'll let people more informed than I make that determination. But it, it's hard, and it's hard to recruit to that place. I mean, I think, it you is. know, if you're a Notre Dame fan, that's heresy to say that it's hard to recruit to Notre Dame. Hey, look, if I'm a kid who's a stud down in Georgia or Florida, uh, you guys don't get a lot of sunshine in South Bend in the fall and winter. Listen, Coach. Uh, I, I, kinda, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. like my, I like my weather down south. Coach, I, I love downtown South Bend. I work in downtown South Bend for six months out of the year. But one thing I can say, there's not a beach in downtown South Bend. And when the sun comes out, <laughs> you gotta you got to drive quite a way to get mm-hmm. to a beach. So I totally get it. Yep. I mean, Coach, my dad's an alum. I fell in love with Notre Dame as a young kid. I still love Notre sure. Dame. But if, you, if I'm an 18-year-old kid and you come to me right now and you give me two slips of paper and you say, hey, you can go to South Bend, Indiana, or you can go to Miami, Florida, I think you can imagine where most teenagers yeah, are going to head. It's not a fair fight. Yeah, it's not a fair fight. Not a, not a fair fight. You know, we've all been on Ocean Drive, so we understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we, right. we, we know what the difference is. All right, talk to me about small college. Did my Grizzlies win today? Coach, I'll have to check in on that one for you, but we did have some major points. I mean, Hanover put up 67 on Olivet, 67-17. Great battle between mm-hmm. – actually, here it is. Trine did beat Franklin 58-43. Oh, oh. oh, sleepless night for me tonight. Come on. But well, the Panthers win, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, you, got, hey, my, you got a warm yeah. week, though. Pool's still open. I think it'll be all right. Pool, yeah. Pool's still – I'm still part owner of – the gas company, so <laughs> it's, it's still open. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. When- I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. A couple big college football games nationally. Tennessee and Florida down in the swamp. Florida on top of the number of se- number 11 Vols, 29-16. That's with 2.45 to play in the fourth quarter. Number two, Michigan, no problem tonight with Bowling Green as well. End of the third quarter, Wolverines 31, Bowling Green at six. And coming up in just a little while, maybe the game of the day. College game day was here This morning, number 18, Colorado and Colorado State at 10 o'clock. 
And that should be starting here momentarily. We're 15 past 10, so that's a bit of a later start there in Boulder. Syracuse has scored again on Purdue. Back to a two-touchdown lead for the Orange. 28-14 your score as the Boilers trail Syracuse. 14 minutes to play in the fourth quarter there. As for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish today, 41-17. They blast Central Michigan and South Bend. Sam Hartman, 330 yards plus three touchdowns. It was Chris Tyree leading the way for the Irish from a receiving perspective. Only had two catches, but he had 88 yards. You do the math, 44 yards a catch. That's not too bad. Chris Tyree also had a touchdown in the game. IU fell by a touchdown over Louisville, 21-14, that game at Lucas Oil Stadium. The Hoosiers are now 1-2. No problem for Ball State over Indiana State, a 45-7 final. The Cubs and the Diamondbacks tied at 3 in the 7th. Big game, two between the Reds and the Mets. Cincinnati trying to close out a win, 3-2 Reds in the bottom of the ninth inning. Cincy back a game and a half of the wild card behind the Cubs. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. IU losing at Lucas Oil Stadium 21-14 to Louisville. From HoosiersNow.com, tremendously talented young writer, Jack Ankeny. Hello, Jack. Hey, Bob. How's it going? Better for me than the Hoosiers, unfortunately, Jack. Uh, it's a crazy game. I mean, I thought they were. I thought Louisville's going to run away and hide, and the Hoosiers come back and, and make this a game. This is a really fun second half, but uh, 21-14, and uh, Jeff Brom and the Cardinals with a W today. Yeah, you know, I thought going into the game it was going to be one where we really learned a lot about Indiana and just because of, you know, Ohio State was probably one of their toughest opponents. Indiana State was probably one of their easiest. So after the first mm-hmm. half, you know, it was really feeling down about Indiana. Just a bunch of blown coverages defensively, some miscommunication. You know, the offense was four punts and an interception in the whole first half. Mm. Uh, you know, really mm-hmm. nothing working. But um, I, I think I was really impressed with Taven Jackson, uh, the quarterback for Indiana in the second half, um, just kind of the poise he played with um, to bring Indiana back from the deficit. The defense made some adjustments to get back in it. Um, they had a chance to tie it there at the end with about four minutes left. Um, they chose to, to run it up the middle from about 18 inches away and got stuffed at the goal line. Um, mm. mm-hmm. Bad I didn't love the play call. I thought QB sneak would have worked there. Um, you know, you, you needed less than a yard. You can probably push him in from there. Mm-hmm. Taven's a big guy. So, um, yeah, bad first half, definitely a better second half. I think Indiana has found a quarterback in Taven Jackson, but it's a loss nonetheless and one that is, is a pretty big missed opportunity for Indiana. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, um I'm not a football coach, but I'm sure one of the mentalities is, are you kidding me? We can't get one yard. Right. <laughs> Whatever play we run, we can't get one yard. We don't deserve to win. And that's exactly what happens. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, the you know if, if, if you can't run the ball up the middle and, and get a push from your offensive line, you know, you don't deserve to win, and that's what happened. Um, but at the same time, right. I think it is fair to, to kind of criticize. You know, Indiana sure. hadn't run the ball well all game you know you look at the stats 27 carries for 58 yards running the ball Mm. and then they Mm. choose to run Mm -mm. the ball you know up the middle on Mm -hmm. the most important play um 
So I kind of thought it would have made more sense to go QB sneak or, or even roll Taven Jackson out. He's, he's really athletic, can move well, you know, maybe get him out of the pocket and, and let him make a play there as opposed to just trying to, to punch it up the gut. So, um, you know, it's concerning for Indiana because this was a game where you said, you know, if you could get this win, you could really build some momentum for the rest of the year, um, kind of create that path to, to maybe making a bowl game. Right. But, you know, instead, you know, guys seemed pretty down after the game. It was a, a tough one to walk away losing. And, you know, you got Akron next week, but then you start Big Ten play, and, and, and really none of those games are going to be easy. So, um, you know, pretty tough one for Indiana tonight. Jack Ankeny joining us. He's with uh, HoosiersNow.com. Go to that website. You'll get a whole lot smarter in a hurry. It's disconcerting, too. You talked about the missed assignments, blown assignments, uh, lack of execution defensively in the first half. Um, that, that seems to, uh, in, unfortunately, be something that the Hoosiers uh, have done quite a bit of in the past few years on the defensive side of the football. And it, it has to be enormously frustrating for everybody involved. Yeah, it is. And I, I think it was it was also kind of surprising to see. I, I know you mentioned that that was, had been a problem in the past years, and it has. So, uh, But – you know, you think of the first game Indiana played against Ohio State. They held Marvin Harrison, who right. could be a top-five pick. He had yeah. like 18 yards in that game. So the secondary had shown that it it can play well. But I think, you know, the secondary is almost entirely made up of transfers, especially at cornerback. And then safety is a couple guys that have only been, you know, really played for a couple years. So you wonder how much of that is communication and guys just not being used to playing with each other. Um and, and, you know, maybe that's something that, that that can get better as the season goes on, just more comfortable. But, yeah, really concerning in that respect. And, you know, Louisville's got a crazy fast receiver in Jamari Thrash that they really struggled to contain in the first half. He tore him up all first half. And, you know, when you're down 21 nothing at half, you know, you can play a great second half and it's still hard to overcome. Um, so, you know, I think Indiana will be kicking itself for some of those first-half mistakes now that it knows, you know, how well it can play both right, with Tate right. and that quarterback and, and with the defense. You know, I'm a radio show host, but in, in my first life, I, I coached a different sport. Uh, and I, I, I look at things from a coach's standpoint, from, a, you know, being a coach. So, yeah, it's disappointing that we lost, but we have quite a bit to draw from, especially in how we played on both sides of the football in the second half. I mean, I, that's that's got to be the pep talk in the locker room, looking guys in the eye going, if you can just harness that and come out of the locker room like you did in this second half and take care of the football, execute when we need to, communicate better than what we're doing, we're okay. We can make some things happen if we can just maintain that level uh, consistently over the course of time. The problem is they haven't been able to do that. Right. That was a huge problem last year. You know, they were in a lot of close games in the fourth quarter. You know, Maryland, Nebraska, those are just a couple off the top of my head. But I know there were more, you know, just fourth quarter games that, that they couldn't close. And today was right. kind of the opposite. So, you know – they haven't been able to put it together for full, four full quarters the last few years, but kind of to your point, I think there are some positives that you can take away. 
especially with how good Taven Jackson played, you know, I think going into the year, quarterback was maybe Indiana's biggest question along with probably offensive mm-hmm. line. Um, just because they, you know, it was Taven Jackson or another redshirt freshman, you know, guys who had never played. But I think he showed a lot of, a lot of poise today. He was 24 of 34, 299, a touchdown and an interception. And the interception, you know, it was part partly his blame, but it got deflected off the receiver's hands and, and kind of fell right to a defender. So one that wasn't, you know, not like it's a terrible pass or a bad read. Right. Um, right. I think there's a lot to build off of, and I think he's a guy that kind of inspires a lot of confidence with the teammates around him just from talking to guys just about kind of what Taven's demeanor is like. Um, so I think if you're going to take a positive, it, it is that you have a quarterback who has four years of eligibility, including this season, that is already showing that he's capable um, of playing in a game like this and, and playing mm-hmm. well enough for you to, to be in a position to win, you just got to put it all together. And, you know, that that is more than just the quarterback. Well, now the Akron game, as you pointed out earlier, looms large for them because uh, yeah. it's their last uh, non-conference game before they roll into the conference schedule. They can ill afford uh, to not play well against Akron next week. Right, yeah, that's that's one they got to have. And, um, you know, I kind of mentioned the the whole, you know, bowl eligibility thing. If you can get to 2-2 two and two, um, after the Akron game, then you go to Maryland after that, you know, that's a winnable game. And then, you know, I kind of look at some of the later ones like Rutgers, Illinois, Michigan State, Purdue. There are winnable games on the schedule, but right, a right. loss like today kind of takes away some of that margin of error. But, um you know, Akron is a team Indiana should beat. Uh, they they lost to Temple week one, beat Morgan State. Uh, they're losing to Kentucky pretty bad right now, 28-3 in the fourth. Um, so that's one Indiana should be able to get and uh, trying to build some confidence and some, uh, some momentum uh, heading into, you know, a pretty tough Big Ten slate. Go to HoosiersNow.com and read Jack Ankeny's great work. If you're an IU fan, you desperately need to have this. You'll you'll be smarter. You'll learn a lot. You'll enjoy it. Jack, I greatly appreciate you joining me. I know you've had a long, long day. I wish you the best. And as always, thanks for joining me. Yep, thanks for having me on, Bob. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Coming up, Brendan King with another school board update. And then we'll talk more football on Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. As we talked about earlier, we're set to see Anthony Richardson versus C.J. Stroud tomorrow, 1 o'clock. Colts and the Texans in the Lone Star State. But Stroud is questionable due to a shoulder injury. Last week was his NFL debut, losing 25-9 to Baltimore. Stroud went 28-44, 242 yards. He did not have a touchdown or an interception, but likely he is to go tomorrow. But still, he does have that questionable marker next to him. The Colts, of course, must prepare like they're going to see Stroud and defense of coordinator Gus Bradley gave the scouting report. So he seems to be handling himself pretty well in there. I thought, you know, he sticks in there. It's hard because we really got one game 
you know, and, uh, you know, with a new staff like this. So you're, you're trying to go back and look at scheme things. And then you also want to go back and look at him in his college days. That would be what Stroud did at Ohio State. And of course, if you're a Colts fan, get used to hearing the name C.J. Stroud. That's a guy you're going to see a bunch for the next number of years in the AFC South twice a year to be exact. And what a division it is currently. Richardson, Stroud, Lawrence, and then Tennessee is the bit of a question mark whether you're they're going to be a starting quarterback away whether it's will levis or whether it is somebody else as for college football right now florida just finished off a win over tennessee there were some fisticuffs towards the end of the ball game but the gators hold on to beat the vols colorado just getting started purdue down 28 20 838 left in the fourth quarter as the boilers look for a comeback i'm running king welcome back everybody i'm bob lovell this is indiana sports talk brought to you by indiana donor network notre dame with a very good win today over central michigan 41 17 the final irish 101 and clark joins me Lynn, we talked about the trap game and all of that, but uh, Central Michigan played hard, uh, gave a great accounting of themselves. And, you know, when you play a a MAC team, they're going to elevate their play when you're playing at Notre Dame. And I think everyone understands that. Well, Notre Dame now 10 0 lifetime against MAC schools, but every MAC school that I have seen coming to Notre Dame Stadium walks out with a moral victory because Central Michigan played Notre Dame very tough, and they got to Sam Hartman a couple of times. A little bit of a scare after uh, Sam was sacked. He got up a little bit gimpy. But uh, credit Central Michigan. The score really doesn't reflect. It was Mm 41-17, but it was a much closer game than that. But a lot of positives with Notre Dame. They can score. They can score quick. Four Four possessions into the first drive. Uh, Notre Dame, a 75-yard touchdown pass by Sam Hartman to Tobias Merriweather. That puts Notre Dame out front, but then Central Michigan comes right back and ties it up after a long 65-yard scoring drive, and that was that kind of that first half. But Notre Dame, eight penalties in this game. Last week, too many mm. penalties. This is something they're going to mm-hmm. have to correct going into the Ohio State mm-hmm. game. So a lot of positives. Jack Kaiser all over the field defensively, leading the team with 10 tackles, had a sack, forced a fumble. He looked very good <laughs> in, in replacement of J.D. Bertrand, but – there were a lot of positives out of this game. Audric Estime with a career rushing day had a touchdown as well, but it's the penalties that kind of concern me going into a big game next Saturday night against Ohio State. Sam Hartman has one of those days, 330 yards, three touchdown passes, ran for another one. Certainly the quarterback spot seems to be in capable hands with Hartman. Well, we talked about it last night. He is the best team quarterback that I've seen at Notre Dame in a long time. We've talked about all the great quarterbacks, mm-hmm. but he right. just has the ability to make players play better. And, uh, yeah, just another typical day at the office with him. But the defenses are starting to really get to him. So Notre Dame right. is going to have to you know, do a better job, get better each and every play in practice this week because we know Notre, Notre Dame is going to face a heck of an opponent with Ohio State that will send the kitchen sink after Sam Hartman next week. So we'll see what kind of wrinkle yeah. they'll have next week. And But right now, Notre Dame 4-0, and winning is tough. We've talked about it on the show many times. It is tough, sure. regardless of the opponent, and to walk out you know, with a victory over Central Michigan and for four straight games this season, scoring over 40 points, going back to the bowl game, mm-hmm. five straight games they've scored 40 points or more. That shows you the uh, the, potent, the the potency of this Notre Dame offense. But the defense, you know, 17 points, the most they've given up all year against right. Uh, right. a football team. 
I always tell people, you think it's easy to win. Somehow get somebody to hire you to coach their team and then do that and uh, tell me how easy it is. <laughs> just, yeah, it's like walking just and chewing saying. gum, you know. I mean, yeah. you've got so many different things going on. I don't know how they do it with all the different communication <laughs> and the timeouts and the and the stoppages or what have you. But, right, it, it, right. you know, this is a game that Notre Dame's going to go back and look at the tape and say we need to improve. But as I said, the big concern, this is uncharacteristic. Notre Dame with all these penalties, eight penalties, seven. 72 yards. Right. They're going to have to correct that. But, uh, you know, a lot of players did see action. That's going to pay dividends down the road. But I think the thing that Ohio State's going to have to prepare for is that, you know, that sudden change offense where Notre Dame can score at any time. Mm-hmm. That's something they're going to have to prepare mm-hmm. for. So if they, got the, if they get the running game and the passing game going, I think it'll be very positive for Notre Dame going into the game next week. Well, um, we, can, yeah, yeah. we can now talk about Ohio State. You, you know me. I, I yeah. try not to look ahead. Um, I, don't think it, I don't think it helps anybody. And so, you know, you, you play the opponent that's on your schedule, not the one two or three weeks later. Um, that may, You may not get to that point. So this is – everyone should, rightfully so, be excited about this matchup. These are two supremely talented football teams, and uh, you're going to see uh, high draft picks, uh Tremendously talented folks, great coaching, just a great, great matchup between two powerhouses uh, traditionally and again this year in college football. It's going to be entertaining prime time next Saturday night here in South Bend, and it's going to be another measuring stick game. Can Notre Dame win the big game at home? We know they can. They beat Clemson at home last year. That's sure. the advantage. Yeah. They played down at Ohio State last year, got beat in the season opener. But having Ohio State at home, 4-0 record, you know, Notre Dame should win this game if they can execute. And that's the big key. Will they be able to execute? And the big thing is, yep. uh, you know, Hartman, a little bit gimpy. You know, we'll, we didn't talk to him after the game. We'll talk to him on Monday. But it'll be interesting to see how they come out of this game as far as injuries. But that's going to be the key moving forward. Will the Irish be healthy in all positions going forward? Can't get these penalties at that level, or you're in trouble. So you got to take care of the ball. Don't hurt yourselves, and you got a shot at it. Dr. Clark, it's always great to talk to you. We love it. Irish 101's Lynn Clark. Notre Dame 41-17 winners over Central Michigan. Lynn, thanks. Have a great week. Thanks a lot, Lynn. Thank you very much. Dr. Lynn Clark, Irish 101. Notre Dame. Sam Hartman just having a fantastic day. Irish with a very, very important win. And now we can talk about Ohio State. I know everybody's talking about, yeah, you can you can just get through the Ohio State game. You can run the table and on and on and on. I try not to get involved in that. Um, but, you know, fans being fans, that, that's good stuff. Coming up, we're going to spend more time talking about college football. Great day, beautiful weather for college football. Also, later tonight... We will spend time reviewing week number five of high school football from last night. If you had a chance to join our show last night, thank you for listening, number one. We always appreciate that. We've done this for 30 years, and Friday nights are always, always, always special, uh, especially when you have great weather and have tremendous games. So Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest will join me uh, later on tonight. In the 11 o'clock hour, if you're uh, keeping track of this, he'll join us and we'll recap week number five. Yikes, week number five, uh, which means it won't be long before we have the pairing show. Paul and I will be 
we've been asked back to do the pairing show. I think it's our 17th straight year, some something like that, some number up there. So that's going to be on October the, the 8th, Sunday, October the 8th, from 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock. We'll bring you the pairing show. Um, we, we appreciate, you know, we appreciate them being able to, to do that and have some fun doing that. And so join us on October the 8th for the pairing show as we uh, once again try to give you that information as quickly as we possibly can. And uh, we're, we're excited to be asked back. Paul is the star of the show. Um, they just asked me to provide window dressing, I believe. So, you know, get a chance to do that. Uh, so that's what uh, is going to happen with high school football. Now, Paul will join me later. Uh, also, coming up, we're going to continue to talk about college football. We'll also talk about about the Colts, okay? Andy McCord. Hello, Andy. How are Andy, you? Andy, are you there? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm well. How are you? Man, I'm telling you, after a 12-hour and 40-minute broadcast today at Indiana Wesley for CIC Day, I'm I'm actually surprisingly for a 50-year-old wide awake still. <laughs> well, good. I, I appreciate you calling. Um, tell me about IWU today and their and the day they had. Well, IWU hosted the CIC Day that used to be played at Ball State Schumann Stadium. But the CIC, the Central Indiana Conference, played today, and it started off with two 0-4 teams, and the Elwood Panthers got the victory over Blackwood. It's the first win for Elwood in 1,078 days. So uh, Elwood, Coach Michael Carn getting his first coaching win after three years there. Perfect. Uh, Second game, Mississippi. Coach, I tell you, Nolan Quatterer and Deacon Dill, <laughs> right. two names you need to keep an eye on because Nolan Quatterer has a 78% okay. completion percentage. And he was unbelievable. They beat Franklin in the second game 35-6. to six. And then hey, the Andy, match- hey, Andy, Andy, I hate to, I hate to interrupt. I'm, I'm up against a break here. I need you to hang on if you can, okay? Absolutely, Coach. I'll do it for you. All right, perfect. We'll come back, talk some more high school football with Andy McCord on Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. The Purdue Boilermakers are still alive. Six minutes to go in the fourth quarter, but the Syracuse Orange have a 28-20 lead on top of Purdue. Hudson Card, 28 of 38. He's thrown for 284 yards with a touchdown and an interception. He has also ran for a touchdown score, but... Purdue down by eight. They're going to need a touchdown plus a two-point conversion. They also need to get the ball back. Syracuse trying to close out the final minutes of that ball game. The former home of Hudson Card, the number four Texas Longhorns, leading Wyoming 17-10. to And just getting started, Colorado with a pick six. The number 18 Buffalo, 7 to nothing on their rival Colorado State. 8 9 to play first quarter there. 
Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts heading into tomorrow afternoon against the Houston Texans down in Houston. We'll play some more sound coming up at the top of the hour at 11 o'clock from Anthony Richardson as well as from Shane Steichen. But this should be the seventh time since 1950 that two rookie starting quarterbacks are going to duel each other that were drafted in the top five that same year. Richardson against C.J. Stroud. Now it's expected that Stroud's going to play, but he is questionable due to a shoulder injury, and that'll be the case heading into tomorrow's game. Major League Baseball going to the ninth in the desert. Cubs three, Diamondbacks three, and the Reds bottom nine, three, two. Reds trying to hold on against the Mets. Cincinnati is a game and a half back of Chicago for the last wild card spot, along with both the Marlins and the Diamondbacks. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Before the break, Andy McCord from the Action Sports Network was talking about big-time, big-time high school football event today. Andy, I jumped in on you and cut you off. You were talking about Ole Miss beating Franklin 35-6. to Sorry about that. So if you don't mind, just kind of recap again the big day of football. Yeah, absolutely, Coach. Uh, Elwood gets their first win in over 1,000 days. Beating Blackford in the first game, twenty-two to twelve, and then Mississippi thirty-five-six beating Frankton. And keep your eye on the connection of Nolan Quatterer and Deacon Diltz, a pair of seniors from Mississippi. Quatterer has a seventy-eight percent completion percentage on the year. Uh, they are just playing some really good football right now. They're unbeaten and set up a big matchup. Uh, next week with Alexandria for the Central Indiana Conference lead and potential mm-hmm. championship as Alexandria won in the nightcap, beating Eastbrook tonight 42-20. to uh, Alexandria got up to a 21 nothing lead. Eastbrook, as you know, they're always, uh, you know, they're never out of games, right. and they got within eight. Nope. And then a couple of tough plays uh, resulted in an Alexandria, a couple of touchdowns, and they were able to pull away late. Um, I tell you, another team to watch out for in Class 1A is Madison Grant. They took it to Oak Hill today, 43-19, to mm. as they snap a mm-hmm. six-game losing streak against Oak Hill. And Madison Grant's Cole Stitt had over 200 yards rushing. Uh, they had 396 yards rushing as a team. So the Argyles' front line did a great job of giving their running back space to run. But hats off to the folks at Indiana Wesleyan, Coach. Great facility at Wildcat Stadium. Right. First year they hosted the CIC Day, because as you know, it's always been at Ball State, but they shifted it to Indiana Wesleyan uh, on the campus, and and Wildcat Stadium was rocking, a great turnout, and they just did a great job of hosting the event, which I'd like to see the CIC do it every year uh, instead of every four, but just a great day to showcase Mm. these kids and Mm -hmm. get them on a college field. and. Coach, as you know, most kids probably not going to play at the Division One level, but you know there were a lot of kids today that I'm sure before Andrew Rohde got on the bus to go to Chicago to play St. Xavier, <laughs> he was probably taking right. a look at some of these kids that might be in the Wildcat uniform in the next couple of years. There's no question. I'm sure he left a couple of staff members behind, too, to, to, to double-check it, too. A great day. The uh, CIC uh Big uh, extravaganza, high school football at Indiana Wesleyan. Andy McCord from the Action Sports Network. Andy, it's great to talk to you. Thanks for thinking of me. Have a great great weekend. All right, you too, Coach. I'm going to go get some sleep. (laughs) 
I don't blame you. Thanks very much. College football today, Hanover. 67-17 winners over Olivet. Hanover's Matt Theobald joins me. Coach, uh, congratulations on the big win. Uh, very impressive day for your offense today. Thank you, Bob. It's, uh, we're just now getting uh, getting back to campus, so it's been a, been a long day uh, getting up there and, and uh, getting home. Right. So, um, just got done dropping the vans off. So, that, you know, all three, uh, you know, that's, that's what we do at the D3 World. Drop the bus, call the defense, order the pizzas. So, it was a, a fun day, man. The offense played well. We actually ended up with, uh, I think the first time I've ever had this, but we had four different guys with over uh, 100 yards all purpose uh, on the day. And uh, a couple of those guys were done in the, in the, in the early, early third quarter. So, but we had, uh, you know, it, it... No, go ahead. No, I, I say, uh, yeah, uh, our, our quarterback did a great job. Colton Richards, uh, he, he, I think, 19 for 27 with three touchdowns. Uh, came out wow. smoking. We, we struggled, you know, two weeks ago against center, kind of moving the ball. And, and they're, they're a really good team. We came away with the victory there. I apologize. I didn't call you. It was another night game. So No, that's all right. Hey, hey, Matt. Yeah. hey, Matt. Hey, sure. Matt, I know – can you hang on? I know it's been a long night. Hang on because i got to go to a break here, and I'll come right back and we'll talk more if you can. Okay? Sounds good. Okay. Perfect. Matt Theobald and I'll come back and talk about Hanover's big win on the road at Olivet here on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. Matt Theobald from Hanover rejoins us. Hanover on the road at Olivet. 67-17 winners. All right, Coach, let's brag about these guys. You guys are uh, you know, catching balls all over the yard. Tell me about your quarterback again, having a tremendous day. Uh, yeah, Colton went uh, 19 for 27, three touchdowns, had a long of 78. Uh, we had four guys with over 100 yards uh, all-purpose. Uh, I think we were like 370 or 670 on total offense. Uh, they, they, we were putting up some, uh, and everybody got to play. So that was the that was the fun part of right. the day, and uh, had a nice overnight and got to got to get some guys out of uh, that were from Michigan that got to go home and play in front of the family. So it was it was a great day on all accounts. And, and defensively, we played lights out. Uh, I had to shake off the. Uh, defense coordinator job and, and got to call the plays today because of because of some family stuff going on with one of our assistants and um, it was defense did outstanding they had three interceptions and it caused another fumble and and really had a shutout going deep into mm-hmm. the uh, second half and uh, you know, we gave up a few points but it was overall I mean I, I was thrilled with the way we got off the bus and played and. Uh, you know, that first overnight, you're always a little worried as a head coach. Yeah. And those yeah. guys showed yeah. up. Right. All right, who are you playing next week? We have, uh, we've got uh, Troy Abs and the Trine Thunder coming down to uh, Hanover. Ooh. So, uh, Troy's a Hanover alum and was two right. years behind me here. So, it's a chance for a little bit. He, he doesn't get to come to homecoming anymore. So, we're going to have Troy Abs <laughs> Day down here on campus. So, you can dress so, with your favorite home- Troy Abs. Yeah. Homecoming is next week, right? No, it, it's not home. It's not homecoming. Oh, uh, right, it, we're just calling it Troy Adams' homecoming because he, he never gets got it. Back I got it. I'm, I'm sorry. With it, so. Yeah. No, well, give him my best. No. Yeah. Yeah. I will. Give him my best. All right. I'm happy for the Panthers. Big win. That's Matt Theobald, Hanover, beating Olivet, 67-17. Good luck next week. Thanks so much for the call. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Have a good one. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, Panthers can score. They've always been able to score since he's been there. 
since Coach Leonard was there. Those guys can uh, toss it around the yard, as they like to say, and, and do it and do it well. We'll spend more time talking about college football coming up in the next hour. We have uh, quite a bit of time left to talk about that. Plus, I know you're all going to be glued to the TV set or to the radio, uh, watching and listening. The Colts take on the Texans tomorrow from Texas. Uh, We'll talk about that game. And also, in the next hour, Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest will join us and recap week number five of the high school football season from last night, looking ahead to week number six, and also looking ahead to October the 8th when Paul and I will host the pairing show for the IHSAA football championship. Been asked back to do that. We're excited about it. Uh, And it is literally coming up very, very soon. So we have a lot left in this final hour. Make sure you stay with us. Thank you so much for doing that. Text, uh, pictures, videos, whatever you want, at IND Sports Talk, hashtag IST. Brendan King coming up with a scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk.